All right, it is past midnight here on the East Coast, but we're giving you one of our postseason instant reactions. The Dodgers have just been eliminated. It's Dylan, Nico, and Henry, as always. And we are going to be joined by a familiar side retired voice. Kern Shestag is joining us. So, guys, let's hit the intro music and we'll get right into this. Hello and welcome to this postseason instant reaction episode of Side Retired, the MLB podcast. It is Thursday, October 12th, and we somehow only have one divisional series left as all the others are wrapping up with sweeps and with four games. And we could, in theory, see that the Phillies take down the Braves in four games as well. But we're going to start our focus with Curran. Welcome back to the show and welcome to the postseason couch of watching games for the rest of the playoffs without your team involved. Great to be back. It's a familiar <laughs> spot at this point, to be honest. Well, we're going to start off. It's We're recording probably 10 minutes after the game. So just your raw emotions. You've been swept out of Arizona. We've got the tweets pulled or the text pulled up when you said the Arizona Diamondbacks, quote, they suck. And, well, they just swept you guys out of the playoffs. So what's it feeling like in Dodgerville? It fucking sucks. <laughs> um. That's one, but it's uh, it's uh, it's expected at this point. To be fair, um, it's the same problems every year. The lack of pitching is new, but bad pitching is certainly not. But I mean, we were an offense first team all year, and Mookie Betts goes hitless. Freddie Freeman batted a hundred. Will Smith actually had three hits tonight, but not when it mattered most. Chris Taylor doesn't do anything anymore. I mean, our best hitter is probably Enrique Hernandez, who we got back from the Red Sox midway through the season. It's just every year, it's the same thing. And then playing Kershaw, nothing new. Um, The pitching in general, nothing new. It's just, you really just don't know where to go. Like, I mean, we talked a little bit before about whether we fired Dave Roberts or not. Like, is it something with the manager? I really don't know what else he could do differently. Like, what are you supposed to do when your two best hitters who are likely going to be top five, if not top three, in the MVP voting, both go basically hitless for the series and become a non-factor? Like, there's just no way to to beat that. So and it we, sucks, but I mean, yeah. And we've got on our big board here, Nico and I got to brainstorming, and Nico's about to go on a big – Dave Roberts should be fired bandwagon. And we've got a list of, if I'm looking at this whiteboard correctly, 10 names that we think could be the next manager of the Los Angeles Dodgers. We'd like to throw a couple of these ideas at you, Kern. But before we get into that, would you move on from Dave Roberts? Are you fine with running it back with him? And I assume even if you're fine running it back with Dave Roberts and Andrew Friedman, some change probably has to happen in this organization, whether it's more pitching, more hitting, or something because you can't just run it back again and expect a different result. Yeah, I think I think the most likely outcome. First off, I don't think Friedman. No one should touch Friedman. I mean, baseball inherently is a pretty random sport. It's generally not the best regular season team that often wins the the World Series. He's done an excellent job, and he's created a powerhouse. Friedman should be untouchable. I mean, Roberts. It's. The argue, I think the one argument for firing him is like this team has had the same issues of struggling in the postseason for too long, and they need a voice. But a change, a change in the in the clubhouse could maybe help. But like I said, I don't know what he's doing wrong. Like the lack of pitching on the staff, 
was not his fault. I mean, he's not really in control of that. Um, it was even further worsened by Urias's. I mean, his off off field uh, issues. Like nothing Dave Roberts can do about that. Well, I mean, like I said, can, can't can... control offense. We could say it clearly, Luis Urias couldn't not beat his wife. Julio Urias, we don't want to. Sorry, sorry, my fault, my fault, my fault, yeah. Luis. I'm talking Julio, about Julio, second baseman. Julio for Urias could not, could not beat his wife <laughs> in yes. order to just, in order to just help his team win. That's not or just you know, like be a good dude. You know, it's just yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, outside you know, just, of just outside of helping your team win, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, not but, a good look. So is Dave Roberts because you're you say there Kern doesn't think that's the answer, but you My, think it is. It, <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things where you just have to change something. Like I looked at the their last finishes since twenty in the last decade, all playoffs. One win, which again, I'm not one to say it's Mickey Mouse. One World Series win. One World Series win, and it looks more and more like a Mickey Mouse, like like a Mickey Mouse ring. Even though, like, I would still say it's not, but it's like you can't change anything with the actual team because, again, like you said, there's no holes. I mean, yes, their pitching wasn't as good as it was, but we looked at the stats; they were still top ten in most categories from a pitching perspective. Their offense was great. It's the same thing every single year. It's the same story. They go, they're amazing. You don't see a hole in their team. They get to the postseason, and they're just very good at finding ways to lose in the postseason. They're very good at finding ways to win in the regular season. Postseason, they can't. I mean, Kershaw may be on his way out. We'll see what happens there. Maybe that juju just gets off. But, like, I just really don't see – you have to change something, in my opinion, because just this isn't working. Like, you're consistently disappointing, and – I don't think Dave Roberts is a bad coach at all. And I think it's more just the situation. Like you have to change something. You can't change anything. Andrew Freeman, again, untouchable. There's not really a whole, again, you're getting everyone back in the rotation. So it's not like you have to make big moves in the rotation. You have young guys who are going to come up. You have Bueller coming back. The rotation's not a problem. It's not like your bullpen fell apart. It's just when you guys hit the postseason. It just doesn't click. And this is the one time where I hate, I actually, I just a TikTok, I hate scapegoat team managers. But this seems like the one time where it's like you just kind of have to because something's off with this team when it gets after 162. So, like, you can't, again, I think if you don't change anything, you're just going to do another decade of this whole thing of being dominant in the regular season. And then you get to the postseason. And it's just the same story that you find another team to lose to. And we'll see. We're going to do our free agency predictions in about a month from now. And I think Aaron Nola is a great fit with the Dodgers. Decides their two, three rebound candidate. But before we get to that, we're going to talk in the hypothetical for now. Dodgers potential managers. I will throw some names at you, Kern. You will give us the yes or the no, or you haven't thought about it before. And of course, Nico Henry, if you guys have a big opinion on a guy, you can feel free to chime in. The first one is Henry's candidate that he's throwing at almost every managerial job, former Los Angeles Dodger, Gabe Kapler. I take him. Yeah. Former New York Mets manager, Buck Showalter. Hell no. <laughs> the promoting from within, Clayton McCullough, Mark Pryor, or friend of the podcast, Pat O'Shea. I haven't thought about it, but 
if the whole reason we're get, hiring a new coach is a new voice in the in the uh, dugout, then I don't see what the point of firing Dave Rogers to replace him with an in-house guy would be. Team USA manager Mark DeRosa. Haven't thought about it at all. I don't think he would be a better fit than uh, Roberts, though. Oakland A's manager who's apparently interested in the San Francisco Giants job, Mark Kotze. No. (laughs) Former Chicago Cubs and Tampa Bay Rays and Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim manager, Joe Madden. That's a wild (laughs) pull. Yeah. That is that is that is wild. I don't I don't see it happening. To be fair, I don't see it happening. You like that one? No, my personal favorite is the next one. And the outside of the box candidate that I believe is in San Diego Padres player development, and especially if Clayton Kershaw retires, so there isn't a weird manager pitcher relationship. AJ Ellis is still in baseball. No longer <laughs> he is a the stereotypical. Backup catchers learn the game really well. He's in <laughs> player development with the Padres. Slide him in as Dodgers manager. I love this. Play. Right, because the Padres have done so well at living up to expectations and high payrolls. <laughs> Beat you guys. <laughs> they didn't have the chance to this year, though. Uh, that's true. But those are our little managerial candidates. Obviously, if the Dodgers do end up moving on from Dave Roberts. We'll pump out some content and we'll do our actual predictions. But that was a quick 10 names that we came up with on the spot. But there were indeed three other divisional series. And by the way, shout out Arizona Diamondbacks. I think they're making farther than any one of us predicted. They were the yeah. only team I looked back from our James is podcast. crying. James is literally crying. He's not on the episode tonight because he said the Diamondbacks wouldn't win 70 games. And well, here they are. With a dance with the dancing on my own guys. So he also we'll said that if they lose in the World Series, then he's right, then they suck, <laughs> which is true. the wor- That's worst the argument I've happened. ever heard. Um, the, delu- the delusion is wild. <laughs> but we should see what happens there. Shout out Brandon Fat with a good start today. It's literally just been Kelly, Fat, and Zach Allen carrying them now to the NLCS. And we'll see what happens when they have to play in Citizens Bank. But let's quickly talk about the three other series happening right now. Yeah, that's a Phillies are going to advance. I know right at the time we're recording this here Wednesday that's night. That's a crazy take. Phillies are up two games to one. The atmosphere was electric in Citizens Bank. I know as a Mets fan, I hate this series with a burning passion, but the Phillies exploded tonight. A lot of home runs. Henry, is this series over? But judging by your reaction, I think you think it's No. Over. It's not a, like it's it's not like a done deal like that that the Phillies take this series. I mean, the Braves are still, obviously, I mean, coming off of what we were just talking about, I guess it's really showing regular season record doesn't matter. But I feel like Strider's on the bump tomorrow, correct? Yes, which means he's going to get destroyed. We have no reason to actually think that. It happened last year in the same ballpark, in the same game three. Oh, this is now game four, I think. So not it's game four. It's the, so it's not so not, not the same. Any any put any put together a good start last time. No, he got um, destroyed. He not Hopkins had the bat flip hurt around the world against. I'm him. not. I'm not talking about last year. Oh, you're talking about his. Wait, what last start? This is his first playoff start of the year. Dead silence. Didn't he, did he not have? Oh no! 
Okay. That's, Never that's mind. the silence of admitting defeat in an argument. I love that sound, but <laughs> Spencer Strider is a good pitcher, no matter, regardless of what we're saying. But I'm, I, uh, it's but the the Phillies have not have not shown that they're far and away better than the Braves, right? They've definitely outperformed them so far, but the Braves are are a great team. You can't count them out yet. All right, around the horn quickly. I'll say Phillies in four. Curran? Uh, Phillies in four. Let's go, Easy. Nico. Uh, I have the Phillies winning the World Series, but I need this to be a good series, so I'm saying Phillies in five. Henry, Phillies in five. Well, not a foregone conclusion. Then we sweep the. I will say, here's what I'll say: If the Phillies don't close out Game Four, I think the Braves win it in five. No, because who would be on, who would be on the oh, wait, bump on. for the Phillies? Oh, no, 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 no. no, everybody, shut the hell up. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Hey, that that might be Strider. too. <laughs> Spencer Strider lost Game One. Yeah, bro, he did. So he's played. So they're showing him on short rest. Yeah, he pitched Last, Game was, One. But it was Saturday. Well, though, it was Saturday. He gave him yeah, seven he innings. Point, of what two run ball? All right. Well, now he's going back to. The, all right, my mistake. Shoot. Now I've lost the argument. No. But he's going back to. Oh, the silence of admitting defeat. I love that sound. He. <laughs> He made the comment earlier this month that he'd prefer ballparks where there's no fans in the stadium because he doesn't like hearing boos and cheers against him. So let's throw him in Citizens Bank Park and see what happens to him. No, the Braves are going to find a way He's to a win. a professional baseball player, dude. I feel like we say this every single year, but every single postseason we're like, oh, this postseason's so weird. Teams are just getting way too dominated in these series. Like after like the one game that the Twins scraped, it was all Astros. Mm-hmm. Every single series has felt kind of like it's not really been close. I need this one to be close for my sanity. So otherwise, we'd have if they win tomorrow night. There's no baseball until what Saturday or Sunday because like, they banked it till Game Five's happening, and this is the only no, series. Terrible. Terrible. I need like I have the Phillies winning the World Series, but I need the Braves to win to keep this interesting. All right, next one. Shout out to the city of Baltimore. A great season i know everyone's talking about the whole sweep and that this was a disappointment they're expected to win games there is no chance this season is a disappointment you were swept out of the playoffs yes but you were the one seed you won a dominant al east you still are several years probably ahead of where you're supposed to be at least one or two seasons were ahead of where you're supposed to be so shout out to the orioles they will be back and set up for future success too Exactly. They didn't even trade away any of their top prospects. They might this offseason if I think they realize they need an ace as much as we're fans of Kyle Bradish on the podcast. And Grayson Rodriguez could be a future ace, but they need a Corbin Burns. They need someone like that this offseason, and we'll see what happens there. But successful. But the, yeah. The, the thing is with that is, like, they have enough prospects still in the farm. Yeah. Or, like, I feel like the White Sox would listen to, like, to a – to something where Joey Ortiz is the second is the second prospect on the list for Dylan Cease. Right? Like you'd probably have to give up one guy like on the major league roster, but I think you have enough in the farm where you could get a, a high quality guy from just the farm. Yeah, I think the only person that's untouchable is probably Jackson Holiday. I yeah. think other than that, I think the Orioles kind of again, like we all said, they're way ahead of schedule. This is obviously a success, even though they got swept. They kind of have to look at themselves now and be like, okay, this happened a lot sooner. We have a lot of guys who are starting their rookie deals that we're going to have to pay eventually. We have this window where we don't have to pay anyone. 
So I think they go, they buy hard. They, I feel like, agree, they have to make a move at the deadline Um, now in the offseason. I think they have to get an arm. Number one, Corbin Burns probably makes a lot of sense. Dylan Cease makes a lot of sense. Someone who, when you're throwing game one, you don't feel like you're at a disadvantage. I think in, in the back of everyone's mind, game one, when they were throwing, did they start Brash? Or did they start yeah. They started Brash game one. Yes, he had a great year this year, but everyone thought that he was the second best pitcher throwing that game. You need a guy that when you're going game one, you're like, I'll put him up against any other ace in the MLB. Right now, that's the only thing they're lacking. Maybe Grayson is that. I don't think he's going to be it next year. So I think they have to go. You have a lot of prospects other than Jackson Holiday. Make the move. Make a move. And shout out to the Texas Rangers as well. A nice little sweep. They have time to get healthy. Max Scherzer is throwing a simulated game today here on Thursday in the hopes is that he will be active and pitching. Nathan Avaldi looked dominant. Jordan Montgomery looked dominant. Andrew Heaney was serviceable. So it seems like the Texas Rangers, who everyone talks about, are built on that offense of Adolis and Corey Seager and Marcus Semien and Nathaniel Lau. The pitching's coming together, and we have ourselves a battle of the, te- the, battle of the Texas teams. Houston Astros knocking off the Minnesota Twins versus the Texas Rangers. We'll go our predictions here for the ALCS. We'll start with Henry on this one. Just because I'm a born hater, Texas and six. Current. Texas and seven. Nico. I'm glad that you guys made a decision for me. <laughs> uh they have they're playing great. So this seems really stupid of me to say, but again, just like everything, the Astros just find a way yeah. to be dominant. Astros. In six. We'll say six. Why not? I think this could be like an Astros and four scenario. I think that that's a crazy take to have, but I think no. last year, if we were if we were to go back to last year's tapes. As we entered the ALCS, and there was a joyous little Henry after defeating the uh, Cleveland Guardians, I think, was who you played in the ALDS last yes. year. And we were walking into those amazing chants. I wish I had the audio pulled up, like last episode, where we chanted, we want Houston. And the unfortunate thing is that there is indeed video out on the internet again that the Texas Rangers fans have indeed stated, we want Houston. We know how this goes. It does not end well when you say those three words. So Astros in four, maybe your Astros. hatred of Max Scherzer knows no bounds. It's wild. <laughs> oh, completely biased. Avaldi <laughs> has shown that he could pitch against the Astros. He pitched well against them with the Red Sox. Big playoff. They get one. They get one or two. But again, just the same story. Like we all think that a team's gonna beat the Astros. It's the same thing for the last seven years. They're gonna win. They're gonna. I thought this is exactly how I felt in 2021 with the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. It's gonna go the exact same. They're gonna win. They're just gonna hit. Everything is gonna go right for them because they're the Astros, and they're gonna find a way. And I think the key thing is that at the beginning of the year, when Jacob Degrom, and yes, that name still exists, and he's celebrating in Texas right now, when he left and he said, "I went to Texas because I thought they had a winning philosophy." And all the Mets fans in the world were like, what are you talking about? You're leaving the 100-win Mets for the 75-win Texas Rangers. I guess I was wrong for criticizing Jake because the Texas Rangers do have a good thing going. Shout out to former big leaguer, now general manager Chris Young for building a very solid winner. And um, we'll see what happens in Mets land. But yeah, am I a little biased because I don't want to see a rotation led by Jacob deGrom and Max Scherzer on the injured list collecting over $80 million win the World Series because there's a 
not so distant alternative world where that is indeed us and that DeGrom resigned and that Scherzer is still a Met and that they're both on the injured list and were in the NLCS against the Phillies? Yes. So I don't blame myself for not saying I don't want to see this Texas Ranger team that's basically the 2022 Mets go on a better run than the 2022 Mets did. Kern, thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. Obviously, if the Dodgers do indeed fire Dave Roberts or there's some fun stuff to talk about this offseason, we're looking forward to having you back on with us soon. But for Dylan, Nico, and Henry, as well as the rest of the crew who did not decide to stay up past their bedtimes to record an episode of the podcast, we'll be back real soon. Henry, we've literally got an interview in eight hours from now. So quick turnaround, and we will see you all tomorrow. And got to get my Z's. <laughs> so until the next time for Dylan, Curran, Nico, and Henry, the side is retired.